Listener Production. Resurgent bank shares see Wall Street end with solid gains overnight. And Aussie shares are expected to open strongly on Thursday with zero and aristocrat leisure shares in focus. I'm Tom. And I'm Ryan. It's Thursday, May 18. Welcome to the Comsec Market Update. Ryan, the futures are probably underselling things a little bit. The SPY is up by around 0.6% this morning compared to more than 1% improvements for the Dow, the S&P 500 and the NASDAQ. The NASDAQ was up 1.3%. Well, it's very interesting at the moment, Tom. If you look at the Aussie market, the ASX 200, it's had 25 straight days where the benchmark has either increased or decreased by around 1% or below. So, Well, in terms of what we saw last night, it was quite an important night for a variety of reasons. I suppose let's just quickly touch on the debt ceiling conversations because yesterday morning we were talking about the prospect of the congressional leaders meeting with the president and incidentally it's the reason that Joe Biden won't be paying us a visit. Well, that's right. I think he's preferring to go to Japan to the G7 summit. So he must be rather confident we're going to get a resolution with the debt ceiling, Tom. Bigger fish to fry. But anyway, uh, in terms of the the optics of that conversation, what struck a chord with the markets, at least, was the comments that were made by the president himself saying that a default is not an option. And also US House of Representatives speaker, who's a Republican, Kevin McCarthy said reaching an agreement this week is doable. And that was enough uh, to at least create a foundation for the day's improvements, but arguably the most important catalyst, uh, or at least as important, was the recovery that we saw for US banks, but particularly those regional banks that have been really beaten up, to say the least. Uh, Western Alliance Bank Corp was the catalyst for the starting gun going for, for these stocks. An important update in relation to what's happened with its deposits. Absolutely. Its deposits grew by more than $2 billion in the quarter ended May 12. And we saw the KBW Regional Bank Index shoot up by 7.3%, notching its biggest one-day percentage gain since January the 6th, 2021. That's right. The stock finished up by 10%. Even since the beginning of May, they've said that their deposits have increased by $600 million. So... That incremental improvement in terms of their deposits, which has been the linchpin of the concerns because there's been that discussion around how technology can really exacerbate a run on a bank these days. And to see that tide coming back in, I think they've got like deposits of almost $50 billion now. Uh, So that has been, as I said, that groundswell of optimism today for uh, for other regionals as well. PacWest shares were up by 21%, KeyCorp up by about 8%. So these are important turning points, aren't they, Ryan? You've got to pay attention to these sorts of moves when they have previously been a catalyst for such angst. We've seen a lot of uncertainty around the regional banks over the course of the last few months and worries about their solvency And we have seen a tightening in credit conditions in particular, lending standards as well, and broadly the impact on the real economy as a result of all that's been a focus for investors. Indeed. So other updates. Uh, There were some updates from uh, retailers overnight. So, Tom, we saw shares of Target. Some people call it Target, maybe on the upper north shore of Sydney. And (laughs) shares of the big box retailer rose. Are they French? 
Well, I think I don't think they are. No, no. There's something French about them. Are they from Wisconsin or somewhere like that? Yes, which is probably the opposite of being French. <laughs> That's true. Apart from the dairy, they would have a lot of um, cheese in Wisconsin. The Drayton's. Yeah. Shares of big box retailer rose by 2.6% after the company topped Wall Street's earnings expectations for its fiscal first quarter. Target's revenue, however, barely grew over the year as its shoppers bought more necessities. Target also expects its sales to remain sluggish in the current quarter and anticipates low single-digit decrease in comparable sales, Tom. Yeah, so I suppose, you know, unsurprisingly, the narrative coming out of the retailers is one of more challenging conditions. Just quickly, not to harp on a theme, but Costco had uh, sales figures out. Their monthly numbers saw comparable sales up by 1.4%. They were at a crawl compared to the same time last year when that measure was up by 12%. So these organisations, you know, the uh, big marquee names, have got the ability to weather a storm. And it'll be interesting to see where canny investors gravitate towards in terms of uh, the organisations that are going to get through this challenging period most effectively. Well, that's right. And interestingly, tonight we've got the big bopper. We've got Walmart. (laughs) It's going to release its earnings. So we'll talk about retailers again tomorrow. It's interesting that you managed to get a Buddy Holly reference in there. Speaking of big boppers, uh, Tesla ranks amongst uh, big boppers and certainly Elon Musk, whenever he has a chat, is uh, always able to get attention. You know what he called George Soros last night? No, I missed it. Magneto. He reminds him wow. of Mag- Magneto from the X-Men comics. So <laughs> Ag- Magneto's a big, bit of a villain, but George Soros uh, apparently liquidated all of his Tesla holdings. And having said that, it only amounted to a... And Elon wasn't happy about that, I take oh, it. Oh, look, he kind of... Um, doesn't care, I don't think. He's probably got other things to, to deal with. But Soros' shares only amounted to around uh, 22 million overall, apparently, according to some filings at the SEC. But Tesla shares have seen a pretty good rally in recent times. In fact, they were up by 4% last night after a shareholder meeting. One of the things that investors were encouraged by, Ryan, was that you know on the spot almost, uh, reportedly, Elon warmed to the idea of advertising. So, you know, just for context, he's not fond of spending money on advertising. He is a scientist. He likes to see real-time measures of what his organization is doing. He tweaks things in terms of prices, uh, productivity, all that type of thing. Thinks advertising is a bit of a waste of money. As evidenced by his Twitter experience. Yes, exactly. But apparently, investors and analysts are uh, on board with the idea that Tesla might advertise more as a way of improving its market position. So that was... um, uh, interesting. And he also teased the prospect of new models that might be a little cheaper. Cyber trucks as well. That's a personal favourite of mine. Oh, is that when the one where he smashed the windscreen with a golf club and it Possibly. wasn't supposed to break? Something like that, yeah. yeah. But he also came out and expects an economic downturn in the US for the next 12 yeah. months, but said Tesla is well positioned for the long run. Yeah, that's right. So Tesla shares up 4%. As I alluded to, So let's just quickly touch on Europe. There are a couple of outcomes there which didn't sort of capture the optimism that we saw on Wall Street that are worth mentioning. So Siemens is the uh, largest industrial conglomerate in Europe. It's kind of like a GE. Uh, These are organizations that will make everything from a missile launching system to a microwave oven or a dishwasher. Span an extraordinary footprint. Um, Anyway... Uh, they upgraded their earnings forecasts. Uh, the stock was up by 2%. So these 
small things are, I think, important in, in aggregate because they give you a sense of whether or not it's too late to be very negative or the opposite. So I thought that was very interesting well, that they was. upgraded their forecast. And the German DAX index was the outlier overnight because all the other European indexes were down. And one of the things that stood out for me was shares of German lender Commerce Bank. They were down by 4% after its net interest income forecast for the full year fell short of analyst expectations. So but they uneven. also said that um, the, the upside from the interest rate cycle is potentially at an end as well. That's that, right. that was the thing that went over poorly with investors. Exactly. So we saw the FTSE Euro First 300 index down 0.1% and in London, the FTSE 100 index was down 0.4%. Now, Ryan, what an interesting day looms on the local front. It's always a delicious prospect when you have the monthly unemployment report. Yesterday, we saw the wages data. A bit of a fizzer, really, wasn't it? It always is, the wage price index. There'll be a, t- there'll be a moment, Ryan. There will Maybe. be a moment. So it was up by 0.8% in the quarter. That was below expectations. The annual growth rate for wages was at 3.7%. A slight tick up. We think wages will probably peak at about 4% in the coming months. It'll be interesting to see what happens if uh, the public service wage outcomes uh, that are being mooted at present get over the line. You know, there's a bit of a gold rush in that regard. So that's something to consider down the track. Well, that's right. The minimum wage claim of around 7% in line with inflation at the moment is very large. So that could have an impact on the inflation and interest rate outlook. What would Bill Kelty be saying? But um, nonetheless, uh, we have seen nothing happen on the wages front for a while. So that's uh, an issue that we don't need to pay all that much attention to. But if, for example, we see outsized jobs growth today, um, that will certainly get everyone's attention. Well, the labour market in Australia is incredibly tight at the moment. So we're expecting to see 25,000 jobs added in April with the unemployment rate at 3.5%, which is broadly around 50-year lows. We did see job ads from SEEK fall by 1.4% in April, but seasonal impacts of Easter holidays and the like would have impacted that. But the main focus today will be on earnings from both Zero and Aristocrat Leisure. Quite a lot of earnings out today. Yes, the cloud accounting platform provider, certainly one that stands out, and look out for that one, along with Aristocrat Leisure, Of course, we have heard from them lately. There's been some developments relating to the proposed acquisition of iLottery and iGaming solutions for the company, uh, in particular NeoGames. Australian agricultural company New Farm round out a story of uh, updates from the agricultural sector today as well. We have seen the Aussie dollar improve a little bit against the greenback, so that issue around the debt ceiling is creating less of a need for safe havens. So the US dollar fell away a little bit and the local currency pulled back to around 66.6 US cents. A fascinating day in prospect. I can't wait to have this conversation tomorrow. There'll be so much to talk about. Absolutely. Have a great day. Thank you for tuning in today. And of course, be sure to tune in to Stevie and Laura with the afternoon market update this afternoon. This podcast is prepared, approved and distributed in Australia by Commonwealth Securities Limited, ABN 60067-254-399, AFSL 238814. The information does not take into consideration your objectives, financial situation or needs. Consider the appropriateness of the information before acting and if necessary, seek appropriate professional advice. Listener.